Bro, this better be good if you've got me out here at like 1 in the morning. What do you have to show me? Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out on this. With the whole coronavirus thing, I thought of a way we can fix it. Really, man, how could you possibly fix this? What do you got? What's in that truck? I went ahead and followed the specifications from Back to the Future and made a time machine. Are you telling me that you made a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Jed, you bet your ass I did. And this is how we're going to save the world. You know what, bro? I've seen enough time travel movies to know nothing could possibly go wrong if we go back in time. Let's do it. Hey, Blitz, this is the guard, Chad. You touch your son, go Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podomatic, and more to come. You can catch us every Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. And stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. I know you listened to the last episode, so you know. This is the people's host, Leland. To my immediate left, Chad, the guy. What's up, brother? How's it going today, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. We're going to be talking dark tonight. We're doing a dark episode on the golden age, the golden era, if you will. We're alive. We are face to face. Same room. Staring in each other's eyes. We are. It's romantic. It's weird. We have the lights down. Can you just not touch me? (laughs) It's like... It's like sensual chocolate right now. <laughs> sensual chocolate. It's that sensual chocolate. A... Oh. Uh, what? What? And the butt? Uh, whoa. hey oh. You do know what I'm drinking tonight, so we don't got to get elaborate on what you're drinking. We're both, uh, we're, well, you know, you're slipping, you're sipping on the vanilla porter there. I am. I've had one of these on one of our episodes, and we said we're doing a dark episode, so I'm drinking a dark beer. Mm-hmm. I have just finished a Blue Moon Mango Wheat, so I am, there's the last one right here. Mm-hmm. Heard that. I'm done going to a porter. <clears throat> Folks, tonight we're going to be talking about golden era. And if you don't know what that means, then uh, this is kind of weird because it's a dark episode, but we're talking golden era. Mm-hmm. So not a golden shower. It's, it's it's kind of like a contradiction here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a little know. bit. This so, is so weird for me. Well, golden era is, I mean, we're talking 19, early 1980s to early 1990s. And this is where most people think wrestling began. Uh, I mean, it really didn't, but we, I, I'm not going to get into Luthez and all that. I, that that's too boring. But we are going to get into uh, what everybody knows is the beginning of wrestling, and that's that's got to start with, uh, in my opinion, the Nature Boy and Hulkamania. Woo! I'm aware of how destiny is going to take its course, brother. Bro, brothers, bro. Brothers, brother, brothers, brother, 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 brother. I'm fighting for life, brother. We've been hanging and banging, brother, 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 brothers, brother. 20,000 leagues under the sea. That, ooh, wow, I almost hit you with an oh yeah right there, but that's not Hulk. No, that's not Hulk. What you gonna do? That's good enough. I mean, it's close. It's close. You, you didn't, you didn't try it. Try, give me your best Hulk right now. Let me see if I can do it. Dig I gotta in. get into character. Can you just give me a second? Why are you looking at me like that? You're really intense today. I'm really intense. Let's see. 
What you gonna do, brother, when the millions of Hulkamaniacs run wild? That's like a Randy Savage almost. Yeah, I can't do it either. I can't. I can't. I always find myself, anytime you ask me to do a wrestler, yeah. like I'll start out like, if you ask me to do Daniel Bryan, it'll still turn into Randy Savage. Yeah. The yes chance, brother. <laughs> I hey. I can't do it either. Now I got the font. Hey. Ayo. Well, even though our uh, impressions suck, that's okay. We'll have uh, we'll have Josh cut a promo, and it'll be amazing. Josh will just do the editing. He'll do an amazing promo of Hogan or anybody from the '80s, because Josh is amazing. Anyway, I reminisce. Hogan, or we digress. That is probably the better word. Yeah, that's the better word. But yeah. I've been drinking. As Don't you know, lie. as you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we've been this drinking. This is not a even bit. a cocktail episode. What are we doing? Not, it's not a cocktail. You know, but one of our fans uh, reached out to me recently and said that every fans. episode is becoming a cocktail episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought that was just a nice way of saying, Leyland, it's possible you're becoming an alcoholic, my friend. Oh, Shayna Baszler, chill. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leyland, you need to chill out. I'm gonna bite you in the neck. Here's the thing, Leyland. When you're talking about your alcohols and your drinky drinks, it makes me think that maybe you got a little bit of a problem. And I think I need to wrestle you for the tag team time. <laughs> no, I don't have it. The only thing I'm tag teaming are these beers here, eh? Hey. Mm-hmm. These aren't even from Wisconsin. These are. This is true blue Colorado right here. You know, but who is from Wisconsin? Uh, me. You. But I'm not in Wisconsin. I'm actually in Colorado That's for right. this episode. Like, um, we're in the same room. That's right. Uh, tag teaming a microphone right now. Mm-hmm. A microphone is My, what we're tag teaming. Yeah. Uh, Nothing else. That was totally appropriate. Because we are in a room. We are. Alone. But we're tag teaming a microphone. Tag teaming. That's okay. So, uh, that was awkward. Uh, awkward! Uh, so Hulk Hogan, huh? Uh, I it can't start with Hogan. Really? You don't, you don't see the golden in, era starting with Hogan? Let's get back in our way back machine, okay? And go all the way back to the Greensboro Coliseum. This is November 24th, 1983. Do you know what happened? I was born. That's not has, your birthday, though. Has nothing to do with wrestling at all. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it kind of does A little now. bit. I mean, you, you are a host of the greatest wrestling podcast known to man. The greatest entertaining wrestling podcast known to man. Da-da-da-da! Ted Montgomery Burke. <laughs> anyway, what happened in Greensboro... Greensboro, North Carolina. Tell us. I'll tell you what happened. Ric Flair beat Harley Race for the NWA title. This, this, my friend. The territory era. This was the beginning of jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, limousine riding. Woo! The nature boy, Ric Flair. You greased up musclehead punk. Then what are you going to do? Lay on that couch? And shrivel up. That's what'll happen. You'll be a Richard Simmons lookalike. You'll be a punk. That's what I do in the morning when I kick five girls out of bed. I go woo, and they go woo 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 because they know they've been with the world champion. Mm -hmm. That's when it all started, really. That is to me the beginning of the golden age because with. Out the nature boy being that NWA title holder, you don't have the golden era. And he's like on everybody's Mount Rushmore. 
He is. It, the, he is in the Washington spot. It starts with Ric Flair, right? It does. So you cannot talk about the golden <clears throat> era and where it starts without seeing the other piece to that. What created the golden era? The competition, right? Between the NWA, WWF, or WWWF at the time. Exactly. Uh-huh. So what happens not two months later, January 23rd, 1984, in Madison Square Garden, Hulk Hogan defeats the Iron Sheik for the WWF title. And I'm, I got to tell you, so when I was going back and I'm, I'm, I'm tearing apart this uh, episode and putting it all together, you can go back and thanks to YouTube, you can watch YouTube and the network. You can watch a lot of this stuff. Turning the volume all the way up and listening to Hogan win that title in Madison Square Garden that night. Mind you, this was only like a five minute match. It wasn't very long at all. Right. That crowd pop was probably the loudest I've ever heard. And, and that's catching it on a gritty, gritty video on, in um, on YouTube. Loudest pop, the place went crazy to see Hogan go over, and that that's where Hulkamania began. So then you have these competing companies, right? You have you have WWF and Hulkamania, and you've got like guess what? They still consider the old school with the NWA territory. Um, and the Georgia Championship Wrestling, which then later on becomes WCW, with with uh, Flair carrying that title. So going back, that is absolutely where it starts. That's not where it ends, but that's what carries us through at least the 80s. Well, what's going on at that time, too? So you've got WrestleMania becoming a thing now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got that in your, your notes there. I absolutely there. do, yeah. So then in this era, we get WrestleMania, right? Then you've got Hulk Hogan, the real American fighting for what's right for every man because he is a real American fighting for what's right fight for your life <laughs> right so that was that wasn't quoted or anything I did not Google search those lyrics to make sure I said <laughs> them right let's just make that clear um, you know I look at Wrestlemania as kind of the other the other side of that coin of the golden era age because now you get wrestling in a bigger platform so we're not just talking like studio wrestling no we're getting inside like uh, the Silverdome, mm-hmm. and they're having these big turnouts, like record-setting turnouts. So it's not just little crowds. Like they're, we're no, we no longer have like middle-aged fifty-year-old men with cigars sitting in there watching wrestling. Now we've got little kids watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, teenagers. We've got uh, college students. Uh, little Chad. But that's what Hulk created, right? Yeah. That's what Hulk created was right. now, now the kids are involved. Eat and, your vitamins. You exactly. Know, I mean, I, I was born in 84. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it took me a few years, obviously. But Hulk as a kid is what I was drawn to because that was the eat your vitamins era. That was, right. I wasn't necessarily drawn to the, the flair thing until I got older because I could appreciate uh, the wrestling he was doing. There, I don't know what documentary it is, but if you, there's a documentary, I believe it was the Monday Night Wars documentary, that talks about the early beginning of WCW when you had Hogan move over to WCW, and they finally had, at Bash of the Beach, they finally had the Flair-Hogan matchup. Right. You hear those two guys talking about it, and it was so simple. You had one guy talking to kids saying, eat your vitamins and say your prayers. And the other one is carousing and being with every woman he could find. Yep. So you see why the, the, the demographics are split. The kids are going to go towards Hogan 
in the adult male, that 18, that, that 18 to what is it? 35 demo that, that all wrestling wants is going towards flair. So it really split the, uh, the crowds and, and obviously we know which way the WWF went with that. This was a fascinating time in wrestling for me yeah. um, because this is when I got into wrestling. And, and at that time, wrestling wasn't really – this was before the reality era where you get the backstage pass. You get to see that there's a creative side to it. All, all of wrestling at this time, and maybe even going into uh, New Generation uh, yet, or even the Attitude Era where wrestling was still looked at as not, not necessarily – I don't want to say f- real – because wrestling's when they're in there doing their thing in the ring, they're, they're really making those moves. Mm-hmm. But this was a time before there was a creative person in the background saying, "You're taking the loss," or "This guy's getting the belt," or "You're you're getting over," or "This guy's a heel," or "This guy's a face." In those days, you really believed that you know Sheik was a bad guy and mm-hmm. that Hogan mm-hmm. was the best thing since sliced bread. He like Hogan looked like a superhero. Yes, like he was the closest thing to Superman that you had, mm-hmm. and that. Like any any bad guy that he was in with the ring, like Andre the Giant when he went heel, you were convinced that in real life Andre the Giant was just a big asshole. Mm-hmm. All obviously not the truth, but uh, that was such an interesting time in wrestling where their personas in the ring carried outside. Like everybody really believed that these are how these guys really are, and that that to me is fascinating because now we don't see that anymore. Well, but what, at that time, that was so. What's convincing. interesting about you saying that is that's true for Hogan. I think when Hogan was was done and when he was out of the ring and out of the arena that turned off right he then became terry blair right yeah flair that didn't happen rick flair was rick flair in the ring was rick flair after the after the the show in the hotel bar he was rick flair all the time so you have these two stark contrasts between what the wrestling world should be um not everybody can keep up i mean Everybody, to a certain extent, has a character in their life, right? Whether it's your your work life, whatever you whatever you do for a living, you have you put on some kind of mask. It may not be in work; it may be in in, in a, you know some kind of group you're in. I, I don't know what. Yeah, I'm I'm ra- I'm rambling at sure. this point. But there's people wear different masks. Wrestlers are no different. I know that in my work life, there's certain masks that I have to put on to be able to accomplish the goals that I need to accomplish in my work life. And when I get back to the hotel, I shut that off. Yeah, everybody does. Exactly. So how Ric Flair was able to be Ric Flair all the time, he must have really enjoyed it. And it sounds like any interview you ever listen to, it sounds like you really did enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't have been able to keep that persona all the time. You know, and this was also the start of like, not, not, I wouldn't say the start. Let me, let me, let me go back. This was the start of allowing more factions or tag team, if you will, like tag team was becoming more so you, like the Hart Foundation or the British Bulldogs, like these guys were actually, like this is kind of going back to our tag team dark, which I don't want to spend a whole hell of a lot of time because we've already done that. But this was a time where tag teams were getting a little more, for me anyways, maybe it's just because I grew up in that era, you started noticing that more. Yeah. Now this... Nobody would have saw this at the time, but this was a good start for like guys like Bret Hart mm-hmm. with the Hart Foundation to kind of get a name for himself, um, you know. And, and and this also allowed eventually to carry on into the next era. But um, I kind of look at this as like the the entertainment side with WWE to use their tag teams a little more to be a little more entertaining. 
you know, to to be more athletic with their. Well, you matches. already you already said it. NWA was the gritty, uh, real program. It was like a sports, and this one was the entertainment. Well, that's when part. kayfabe was going, right? You know, where the guys, if you were a heel, you needed to be a heel all the time, all the time. Um, where WWF was was Vince McMahon's idea, and it look, I mean, it worked. It At worked. The time it worked, yeah. The idea was pull back the curtain and make this entertaining. Meaning, let's create over-the-top characters. You said you already said once, let's take it out of the smoky arenas where it's the the uh, 30 to 50 demographic sitting there smoking cigars. Let's take it out of that. Let's appeal to the kids. It absolutely worked. It did. Yeah, absolutely. Then the kids saw, like I saw Hulk Hogan as a superhero, yes. a comic book character. Mm-hmm. You're no longer looking at it as an athlete. It's kind of gone beyond that. And that's how in those days, wrestling could get away with the, the leg drops. The kicks, you know the 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 leg uh, the drop yeah, kicks. The characters were so over. The characters were bigger they than the actual. They didn't need all ability. the the right. spots. Yeah. If you wanted to go watch athletic wrestling, then you need to go back to NWA or WCW or um, any of those wrestling promotions because they were still putting on performances in the ring. WWE in that time, minus their tag teams, singles matches were all about characters. They stand in the ring. They look at the crowd. They. Um, they're just working the crowd. That's all they're doing. Like, look who did it best, right? So, Macho Man. He'd get out of the ring, slam his hand on the ring, and look at the crowd, put his hands on his hips, engaging them. Getting them mad that he's not in there wrestling whoever, like Hogan or whoever. Yeah. That, that to me, is golden era wrestling. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that evolved away. But I still think that was still a new generation. But I, I don't want to get too much in it because we're going to get there. But... Golden Age Wrestling was about more about the characters, making them into superheroes, giving the little guys, little kids, somebody to look up to. Jake the Snake, um, you know, uh, Ricky Steamboat, Terry Funk. Get these guys in there like you don't, you know, and then make the heels like these super bad guys. Make them look like Lex Luthor a little bit. Make you hate them, right? Boo the hell out of them. So you get the heel and baby face, and, and this really worked at that time, you know. Like, in the Golden Age era, you could really push now because now you're in a national level. Now you can really push your characters and, and, and make a lot of money off of it. Well, and what's interesting is you have Hogan, in, like we quoted already, in January of 84, we have Hogan take the belt from the Sheik, and now Hulkamania is born. Yeah. That built and cultivated all over the country because WWF wasn't just Northeast. They were they were going all over the country, right? Just Connecticut. Anymore. That was when they started it, exactly. You had that starting, that cultivated for 14 months. 14 months later, we have WrestleMania 1, yep. the make or break. We all have heard the stories that Vince McMahon went went for broke on this one, and it worked. You have WrestleMania 1 that um, is in Madison Square Garden. It, it couldn't have been anywhere else, right? Right. Your main event is Hogan, Mr. T versus Piper and Paul Orndorff. Oh. At the time, there was no more hated heel than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, Piper was on another Exactly. Level. So now you've had Ulkamania build so long for 14 months. And Ch- Chad, when was the last time we saw a, a story build for 14 months and do anything? Was that even for a title? No. There was no title in that. Mm-hmm. It was the main event. Main event. And that just goes to show you like how how big it was at the time that really developed your characters. Exactly. Right. And not only that, Something wrestling's missing you've got today. Mr. T, which isn't even a wrestler. No, he was just like any other. Well, it was a showpiece. I mean, you had Rocky going on. Yeah, it was. It was basically just a way to get the fans in the and, building in the A team. So yeah. that he was he was given given the rub in that way because 
uh, of his 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 celebrity. I mean, let's well, remember Kramer this was is, doing movies too. This but... is WrestleMania one. It hasn't taken off yet. No, nobody knows what WrestleMania is. Now we're we're coming into WrestleMania thirty six, um, and now it's a thing. It's dare I say the the Super Bowl for a yeah. wrestling fan. This is the Super Bowl. It is the Super Bowl of wrestling. Absolutely. So this Hulkamania thing builds for fourteen months to have this crescendo. What else is happening in the same time in 1985? In NWA, you now have the famed feud between Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, kickoff. And then to develop in late 85, the Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah. So now you get the Four Horsemen, led by Ric Flair, the enforcer Art Anderson, Tully Blanchard, tearing things up, Ole Anderson, going around breaking Dusty Rhodes' leg. We still talk about those that those feuds. The most uh, watched promo, you go on YouTube, the most watched promo is Hard Times by Dusty Rhodes. This is in this era. This is the foundation of wrestling. Whether you, whether you like it or not, usually when you go and you talk to the casual fan, and what's the question? Well, who do you like? Who's your favorite wrestler? It's always somebody in the golden era, right? Usually. Because Dusty, that's Rick, your foundation, or right? Hulk. And I even go back. Who is my favorite? Mine. It's well known. I've said on the show that it was Jake the Snake. Yeah, was my guy. He debuts in this area era. Now, as I progress, your top further, guy on the on your on your Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Flair, Flair, yeah. Flair. Yeah. So Golden Age. Mm-hmm. I mean, Flair's coming from the territory days too. But yeah. he's he's. People are actually getting an opportunity to actually see a little more of the uh, Ric Flair. On national television, so you can yeah. see a lot of that. Well, and it just it just goes with saying that no matter what era you're talking about, the golden era cannot be uh, wiped away ever. No, you can't have wrestling today without that. Who are we seeing being inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? Another faction that has Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yeah, from the Golden Age. Right, golden era. It's never, it's never gonna go away. The four horsemen still being talked about. I love the NXT version, the four horsewomen. I cannot talk about the golden era without talking about one major event that happens in the 1980s. This is 1987, actually, March 29th, WrestleMania three. It's the Slam, right? Oh. Have you have you seen the Andre the Giant? Um, documentary that HBO did recently. I tell you that you fought anyway. You you stop every time I'm not gonna be a champion and now you ain't a I did. I watched the entire thing. I'll tell you growing up at that time and seeing Hogan slam Andre, which now if you watch any WWE show the package they put in the beginning, the very first thing they show, the very first clip is Hogan slamming Andre probably the most iconic scene in wwe correct yeah because it was at that time well still no, it carries was doing that to andre exactly nobody had really done that i guess on that scale andre has been slammed and he was actually slammed by hogan before that but not on that kind of scale watching that documentary and seeing what that meant to hogan at that time you saw hogan tearing up because he knew and that's what i loved about the, about the behind the curtain thing you see Andre Hogan talk about Andre say, you know, Andre's back was destroyed. And if you go back and watch this match, he couldn't do anything. There was there was hardly a time where Andre took his hand off the rope because he had to brace himself. 
So to see that that love, I guess you could say, for the business where Andre just knew this was my time to put Hogan over. Like Hulk, Hulkamania really need to be put over anymore. But he just knew that this is this is that time. That's why that slam is so iconic, and that's why we still talk about it. Why you know you see you still see Hogan, it was, it was 25, 30 years later, still getting emotional like talking like a, about it. And that was obviously an end of uh, an era for Andre, because mm-hmm. he he even admitted at the time that his body had just given up on him. Exactly. So the fact that he even got in the ring to begin with was huge. And then on top of it, um, Hogan was kind of, I wouldn't say he was going down, but that was kind of the start of him kind of fading out there. WWE he was needed a good out. heel. Yeah. Yeah. WWE was trying to figure out what to do with Hogan at that time. Um, and I think Hogan was starting to get to a point, because he came out of the territory days too. I think mm-hmm. Hogan was starting to get more into wanting to act, and he was starting to look to get out of wrestling. Um, that was kind of at a time where that be, that. I think that move is significant in so many ways. It was an end of an era for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the end of the golden age, but it was kind all. of like you feel it starting to shift. There was a shift going on at that time, and that was kind of where you can start saying maybe that was the start, but it was still golden age wrestling, but it was starting to tip into a different direction. Well, this was in 87, the height of the golden age. Andre dies. He passes away um, in 93. Yes. But at 87, you can already see this era is ending with Andre. And that that in itself, I mean, if we're talking about wrestling eras, we could do a whole era on just Andre the Giant. Right. Because of what he created and the attraction he was. Um, so, yeah, you would, be, you would be remiss to not talk about what that slam really meant to pro wrestling. And... You know, without sounding too sappy, it's it, you. You watch documentaries like HBO did, and it talks about how great um, Andre really was in the, in the ring for what he did for the attraction he was. Without sounding too sappy, it's it's almost um, you know it's almost a love story if you think about it because Hulk Hogan was really tore up, really tore up knowing what that meant and knowing that that slam destroyed Andre's back. And if you watch, if you go back and watch that, you can see Bobby Heenan trying his ass off, but trying to help Andre back to the apron. You know, this happened in the Pontiac, Michigan Dome, right? Yep. If you remember that, they had those carts that had to take him back. Go back and watch that cart when they got Andre back on it after Hogan had, was lifting up the title and everything. You see that glimpse where Andre's just hunched over. Yeah, I remember that. He's yeah. just hunched. His back is destroyed. He's done. And if you remember about this, about that time, Andre took some time off, and when he started coming back, he was just doing promos. Yep. We didn't really see him in the ring after that. So, I, I it just you have to talk about the slam and and what it meant uh, to wrestling and what and what it means to um, to what we're doing now in wrestling and what we're seeing now in wrestling. Because quite frankly, what we experienced in the golden era. The only way we experience that now in wrestling is firing up the network and checking checking it out because it really doesn't exist anymore. A little bit in the storytelling, but with this spot fest going on, we don't see that kind of storytelling no, anymore. There's no more storytelling in the exactly. ring. So that was kind of a it's kind of a sad way to kind of end the goal. It little it, it, it yeah. is, but that's really what it was, though, right? It, it started out really high with with jet flying, 
and Hulkamania, yeah. and it did kind of phase out. Now, I really am excited to get into our next Dark episode and talk about the new generation, because this was my favorite. Yes, new and generation is my most absolutely, beloved, and it is one of those. It's probably not one of the most popular eras. But it's it, getting more popular. It is, because I really, I found through research that the new generation era had a lot going on for it then people get it credit for. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at that generation as a lot of mishaps and missteps. Yeah. But were they really? I look at the golden era as my dad's wrestling. Yeah. New generation was my wrestling. Yeah. Without diving in, I cannot wait to get into that episode and 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 kind of dissect that and talk about um cuz some of the course, worst WrestleManias are considered in that generation. Well, that, that's what they say, but I, you know what? When I fire, up, they? when I fire up the, the network and I want to watch a WrestleMania, it's it's. You're going to WrestleMania nine, aren't you? Well, I mean, I have watched it a couple times, yeah. like the worst WrestleMania ever. But yes, I do go back and watch it. I still enjoy it. <laughs> I still enjoy. I still it. enjoy. It. It's not to me when it, when when I when that when you do a ranking, it's like which is the worst WrestleMania? WrestleMania nine. It's like well, I watch it. I'm like, but I'm still, I'm still highly entertained in this. Like yep. this, not as bad as people make it out to be. In my exactly. Opinion, but, Maybe, maybe it's just personal opinion. Well, that's a little taste of our next Dark episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, golden era. With that, Chad, we're going to be doing some more live episodes. I'm pumped. Pumped. And don't forget, whether you heal, whether you're babyface. Do you, baby? How could you just let those people take our time machine? Bro, that could have went better.